This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, today we're talking about something on Science with Simi that actually ties into things that we are dealing with right now with our federal election campaign, and that is misinformation. That was a big challenge heading into this too, right? And I can't tell you how many times in the last, you know, three, four weeks uh, in this campaign that I have emailed people back who have sent me stories saying, I can't believe this. And quite clearly, it's it's misinformation. It's it's it wouldn't take very much to figure out that what the link that you just took the time to send me is actually not not real news. And so I've emailed people back explaining them, this is why this isn't real. And you might want to check, you know, this, this, and this. So why don't more people do that? Why do we just immediately see something online and think, well, is that, that's why I can't believe that or get outraged. It's designed to make us outraged. That's why. How are we so gullible to have that happen? So on Science with Simi today, we're going to take a look at this issue. And we're going to turn to the podcast, The Super Awesome Science Show. The host, Jason Tetro, spoke with Gordon Pennycook. He's an assistant professor at the University of Saskatchewan. And he has spent quite a bit of time trying to understand why people tend to believe these made-up stories. And he actually came up with a kind of unexpected result in this issue that he has been studying. So let's have a listen to what they talked about. How effective are people at detecting fake news on their own? People can be effective. There's kind of two different ways to answer the question. One is, are people good at doing it when they're on social media? And the answer is evidently not really. When we do our own surveys, like our own actual studies on this kind of stuff, what we do is we kind of take actual fake and false, often, you know, in some cases, just misleading and like partisan content, uh, and then actual, you know, true mainstream kind of media content. Uh, we show it to people and we kind of, we ask them different sorts of questions. If you ask people, would you consider sharing this on social media? People are really poor at discerning between the true and false stuff. Like they only, they only share the true stuff, maybe 5% more than the false stuff. Oh my goodness. But if you, yeah. So if you, that's, which is horrible, like it's very bad. And so like they, you know, truth doesn't really rate that well when you're asked about sharing. But if you ask people directly about, do you think this is accurate? They're really good at it, actually. Like they, there's probably like a 50% or in some cases a bit larger difference between true and false news. In fact, people, the average kind of uh, proportion of like headlines that we show people that people are willing to share is higher than the proportion that people say is accurate, which means like some people are sharing fake news headlines that if they were to think about it, they would know is inaccurate, but they just don't think about it when they're sharing it, right? So people can do it, but they just kind of don't, partly because when you think about sharing things on social media, accuracy is just not the first thing that people often think about, unfortunately. They think about, well, people like this, or what does it say about me, all that kind of stuff. So that's what, that's what it spreads, I think. It almost sounds like you're saying people are just lazy. Is that really the case? Yeah, I mean, they're lazy in a way, which is certainly we're lazy. Like our brains are set up to be that way. Which another way to say it is, it's efficient, right? Like if if I every time I ask you what your name is, if you had to stop and think about it, then that would be a really inefficient way. There's reasons that we have kind of automatic answers. The problem is that you know we use social media as an entertainment source, and so people kind of shut off their brains. Uh, but when it comes to like there's things on there that we have to think about, such as actual news content. We're just not in the right mode to do that. We're lazy, but in many cases, it's efficient. In this case, it's just one of these many cases that psychologists have found where uh, our brain is smart in many cases, but if you take it to a weird context, then it doesn't do what you want it to do, basically. And your research essentially is saying this. Yeah, that's right. Our evidence is plainly consistent with this. We have really good evidence like so far. And every study that we've run, we get pretty similar results uh, for that. You know, people 
are, for example, when they're sharing content, they share things that are more partisan. But if you ask them about accuracy, then they, you know, it's more about whether it's true or false, not whether it's consistent or inconsistent with their political ideology. So uh, it depends on what questions you ask people. But the social media sharing, the way that people kind of think about that is not the way that they should think about it, unfortunately. But I think motivation would play a role, wouldn't you? I mean, we've seen studies that suggest partisan perception can lead a person to find the news that they want to believe and then share it. How, how does laziness fit into that? The, the reason why people believe fake news that's consistent with political ideology is because it seems more intuitively plausible to them. And so that's just a function of lazy thinking, right? It's just those are the things that catch their attention and that seem true. And unless they stop and think about it, they'll just go ahead and you know share it or believe it or whatever. But if you stop and think about things, whether or not it's consistent or inconsistent with the political ideology, you'll be better able to recognize fake news. And so what that means is politics is important, but we can trump We can override those effects if we just think about things a little bit more, at least to some extent. Nicely said. And let me get this straight. You essentially are saying that confirmation bias really is a form of laziness. You just want something to be true. You read it. It seems to match. You're going to share it. That's right. So, So the way that politics and these things tend to work on our beliefs is through kind of the power of intuition and emotions, right? That is, they, they grab your attention and what, it, what actually, it's kind of more like, you might call it motivated unreasoning. Like they give you reasons not to spend time thinking about something because it seems like it's so evidently true. So it can shut off our brains. But if we turn them back on, we can still kind of override that. So it's still, we can, uh, in many cases, you know, intuition is really powerful in the context of like political partisanship, it's, it's probably going to hurt us, especially in the context of misleading like misinformation. So we, so we need to think more about things, uh, definitely. How do we get people to think more? I mean, <laughs> this seems to be the eternal question. Yeah, Is well, there yeah. any way you that can figure we... figure that out, then you can collect your Nobel Prize. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, in your research, did you find any ways that we could convince people to actually think, use their brains, as opposed to just simply, as you say, being intuitive? So the... In the context of getting people to think more about things when they're sharing content on social media, we did something really simple and it actually works pretty well, which is just basically remind people that accuracy is important. (laughs) In one example, what we did is we gave people a single, just like politically neutral headline at the start of the study. And we said, we're interested in this for like a different study. Just like, give us your opinion whether you think this is accurate or not. Okay, so they just rate the accuracy of one headline. And then we say, okay, now we're just interested we're going to give you a bunch of different headlines. We're just curious on whether you would share them on social media. And what happens is if you ask people about the accuracy of the headline, they'll share less false news content. But if you ask them about like how funny is the headline or if you just don't give them headline at all, then they share more, right? So you can just kind of trigger people to think about accuracy and that decreases the sharing of fake news. Because they basically like, like I said before, because when people are sharing things, they don't think about accuracy. If we just get them to think about it a little bit, then that actually has an impact, uh, we also did a version of this experiment on Twitter where we, through a lot of different steps, sent people direct messages with just like little reminders about accuracy, which everybody, of course, ignored. But it still had an impact on the like quality of the news content that people subsequently shared in like the next day. So if you just getting people to think about accuracy a little bit will seems to improve their capacity to to um, use that information to actually like improve what they're sharing on social media. So that's one thing, but it's just it's not a gigantic effect, but it's uh, in, in our world, that's <laughs> getting anything to work is pretty remarkable, I think. So really, when it comes to fake news, it's always back to the golden rule. Look before you leap. Uh, but think before you leap, too. You know, that's the first step. Getting people to first, like, just question, is this true, is, is the, the most important thing to kind of get across. 
So that is coming up on the Super Awesome Science Show. That was host Jason Tetro speaking with a man named Gordon Pennycook, who is an assistant professor at the University of Saskatchewan and studied the issue of why it is that we are so susceptible to misinformation on the internet.